is happening now? We're about to send you back to the Rebuta! <laughs> And welcome to another episode of Back to the Future, the show in which we take a classic movie that one of us or both of us might not have seen before, and we take a look at it now. I'm Drew Bridger. I'm Amber Inch. And, I know, I just wanted to do it a little bit differently, I don't know why. Probably because we are in the start of a new year. Oh yeah! First podcast of the new year! <laughs> Happy bloody 2022 <laughs> wow. to you. Well, so far, so far it's been it's all right. It's only been a few days. It's only been a couple days, but I mean, you know, no one's done anything too drastic at the moment, mm. I hope, <laughs> that we know of in our in our bubble that you we're in. you it now. Oh, God, I really shouldn't have said anything, should I? Oh, God. I might have to put a disclaimer in <laughs> before this. If something happens before this episode comes out, there'll be a disclaimer going in right now. And if you heard absolutely nothing there, still everything's going okay. <laughs> so we're in a new year, aren't we? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. It's the first one of the new year, which does make this particular episode a little bit awkward. Why? Because, Amber, you and I are taking a trip in our Wayback Machine some 13 years ago now. 13. To the year of 1999. One year before Y2K right. happened. Or didn't happen, as the case was. because nothing. Wait, 13 Y2. years? Yeah, because it's 2022 now. That would go back to 1999. Maths on that checks out. Does it? I think so. I thought 2022 minus 10 was 2012. Yeah, no, you're absolutely <laughs> right. Wow, there I was all cocky about my mouth. We're going back some 13 years. No, wait, sorry, 23 years. Wow. No, no. And then you tried to say that I was wrong. You tried to sound like I yeah, was I the can... one that was wrong. <laughs> no, yeah, I yeah, can do right. maths. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, I think you'll find that the maths chokes out on that, Amber. <laughs> God, this idiot sat in the pilot chair over here. It's a good thing I'm not flying your plane, is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that plane looks like it's 13 miles away. No, wait, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and we've crashed. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so it's a little bit awkward because we are going back some 23 years to the year of 1999, we are not talking about Fight Club. Oh, I thought we were. No, because we're not <laughs> supposed to talk about it. So anyway, thank you for coming to Back to the Future once again. It uh, started off a new year in spectacular fashion. Could you imagine if we did that? Should we just end the podcast? Yeah, there? should we just should, do that? Should that just be it? <laughs> I've <laughs> got nothing to say about it. It would so be literally be the shortest episode ever. Yeah. Maybe we should, maybe we should just the joke of the podcast is that we don't actually mention the film once. <laughs> <laughs> so, Fight Club came out in 1999 and obviously against the very, very clear rules that they set out in the film, 
everyone was talking about Fight Club. Yeah, Every, you were. couldn't go anywhere without people It was that stupid about... joke. Everybody always makes that stupid joke. Oh, the first rule, we're not supposed to talk about it. Uh, all right, well, why'd you keep talking about it then? Shut up. Yeah, I know. And ironically, that's the joke that I just made as well. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm one of those annoying people now, sadly. But, I mean, it doesn't require a whole lot of description, this film. It's Fight Club. <laughs> people know what it is. I mean, even if you had zero film knowledge, you've probably known a little bit about Fight Club because it was absolutely everywhere. Chuck Palahniuk wrote the novel and sales in the novel skyrocketed after this film came out mm. because everyone wanted to read about it. and you know. Which is weird because they already saw it. So the main pull of the book was, or the most exciting part of the book is finding out about the twist towards the end and everyone already knew about that. So They would know, have by know. that point. Yeah, <laughs> I, I believe they would have. But it, it puts everything, when you re-watch it, into a whole different light, really. Because you start noticing little flashes of things and little things happening. And you go, oh, okay, yeah, this makes, this makes sense here and this makes sense here. And I didn't notice this bit before, but now I notice this bit. Yeah. So you hadn't seen the film before, had you? No. No. Did you know a lot about the film? No, nothing. Okay, nothing. Not even the the. Well, I knew there was probably a Fight Club. Okay, sure, sure, <laughs> sure. I was getting at without saying too much about it for people that may not have seen it, but obviously probably if you have seen to it, this you'll. If you haven't. Well, yeah, there is that. There is that. Maybe you know if you haven't seen it, <laughs> at least watch enough of it so that you get what no, the ending is about. No, you have to watch about. all of it. Well, yeah, you have to watch all of it, but. <laughs> If you're one of these people that started watching it and went, I don't think this film is for me, but you're still listening in, maybe at least read up on what the ending is. But most people that have watched Fight Club are fully aware of the ending. But you weren't aware of the ending? No. I was 10 no. when this film came out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> nine. I was nine when this film Interesting. came out. Interesting. Well, I have a small, small confession to oh, make. Because you haven't actually seen it. No, I have. No, but you haven't. I have. You haven't. You I keep have. saying you keep saying that you've seen all of these films and then all I of a sudden it's seen like it. Well, I haven't seen the last twenty minutes. Right, well, the last twenty minutes is the most okay. important part. Well I okay. <laughs> so with this film so I can you tell you seen it. I can tell you the exact point that I for for what I can't remember what it was for for whatever I think I was watching it at a friend's house. And then weird choice <laughs> well yeah i know and then the, the person who was coming to uh pick me up because i couldn't drive got there early and was impatiently waiting outside and i'm like look can you just wait 10 more minutes for this to end can you just and it was like i've got to go we've got to go we've got and i'm like oh for god's sake so i have never seen the film past the point where he is in the car park with uh, the van with all of the nitroglycerin in oh, the right. and in the back of it and um, unwiring okay. the the bomb that was attached to it, so I have never seen past that point. I think I think it was basically just the last ten minutes of the film. Yeah, so you miss out on important bits. You do miss out on important bits at the end. <laughs> yeah, because I I kind of never really found out what 
happened between the narrator and Tyler Durden. So that's that's ultimately the bit that I missed out. Well, they were the same person. Yeah, I, I yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got past that bit. Spoiler so alert. So what happened to them was that they were just the same person. Well, no, how it ended between them in the sky rise yeah. and how the whole film ended. Right. So I never really saw past that point, which is a little bit of a shame. But hey, there we go. There's my confession. I've never seen the last 10 minutes of Fight Club. But it's not <laughs> wow. like the reveal happens in the last 10 minutes. The reveal no, happens earlier on. He that. kills himself in the last 10 minutes and everything blows up. Yeah. So you, you didn't find out whether he actually went through with it or not. No, I didn't. I, I never found out so whether it all... Part. Yeah. And as much as I liked the rest of the film, it wasn't something that I lost sleep over. No. Going, oh, I've got to know how it ends or whatever. Because no. I kind of figured, you know, my uh, for the last 10 minutes, my brain can kind of fill in the rest. Did it, though? No, not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> You know, a little bit, a little Maybe bit. Maybe you should have just watched it. A little it. bit. I, I should have probably just gone back <laughs> and watched it. But I found it, I, I thought it was a little bit weird to go out and buy the DVD Not of it, it just well, yeah. to watch the last just ten minutes the of it. the person that already had it? Yeah, <laughs> it I suppose, before. I suppose. I suppose I Anyway, could've. you didn't. And 23 years later, you've seen the end of it. <laughs> I didn't watch it in 1999, thank oh. God. No, I watched it... <laughs> I can't even remember. It was probably somewhere around the region of two thousand and five. Oh. I think. So I would have I would have been seventeen. I would have been seventeen when I watched it. Okay. Is it an eighteen? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Why is it an eighteen? I think it's an eighteen. It might well be a Because there's a man's like actual penis. Well, yeah, yeah, and you see... Not a lot in any suggestive way, though. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's just no, a picture of it. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, I believe it is. Yes, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Maybe it's the amount of blood or something. I Almost definitely, because censorship... Because there's not really swearing that... There's hardly any swearing. Uh, IMDB would beg to differ. IMDB says profanity severe. Really? Has a severe profanity. I don't yeah. even remember them swearing. <laughs> I barely remember them swearing that much. Maybe you're just so desensitised to it, Amber. You swear so much outside of this podcast, you don't even notice when other people are doing it. I mean, the podcast listeners have a very, very different picture of what your language is like, (laughs) I'm afraid. So, as we do with every episode, we get the person that hasn't seen the film to write the synopsis. Both of us. Is it, I though? feel like if there's a part, a big chunk of the film that you haven't seen, then you haven't seen it. Mm, out of a two-hour and you nineteen just, movie, you, you I have just, seen two hours and eleven minutes of it. You just know, so, you just know the film. You haven't seen. It's not exactly a severe chunk of it. Right. Okay. Know? Okay. I'm the one that hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, big okay. surprise. You're on. You're on. All right. <laughs> All right, well, I'll tell you what, we can both count it, but I'll we can count it as both of us not having seen it, but I'll let you do the synopsis. How does that sound? Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, all right then. Is that is that a fair agreement? So what did you think the film was going to be about before watching it? I just thought it was about somebody starting a secret fight club and it run away from him and somebody got killed, which is pretty <sighs> I much mean, right I mean, it pretty much <laughs> is, yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, you kind of. I don't know what you, I don't know what else you expect if you know that somebody starts a fight. Oh, you guess that somebody starts a fight club. Obviously, someone's going to accidentally get killed. Yeah, that's just what's going to happen. Sure, <laughs> sure. For the most part, you're actually pretty much bang on the money. It does get away from him somewhat. Well, it gets away from him in a certain sense. In another sense, he's entirely in control of all aspects of everything and doesn't yeah. even realize it. But yeah, you are kind of right. I, I don't really think that when watching a film like Fight Club, you can really predict that it's going to evolve into this sort of cultish, urban terrorist, mm. super forward-thinking movement that it ends up being, Right. you know? Mm. So I don't really think you can kind of predict that no. from the outset. No, probably not. Especially since it kind of evolves so slowly over time that you kind of think, this is... They're not fighting in a club anymore, you know? Yeah, and they give you the clue that he's fighting himself because you watch him beat himself up and he does the same thing as Tyler does. And exactly. And he goes to his boss and he beats himself up and puts his blood all over the place to get what he wants. Mm. And then that's what actually happened. That's, yeah. That's what actually happened. Yeah. And once you've seen the film all the way through and you realise what happens, you go back and at the start, you notice that every so often, right at the start when he's suffering from insomnia, he'll be looking at things and you will see single frame inserts of Tyler Durden. I didn't realise. I thought that was a copy of the person that he was talking to because, you know, he said, oh, everything just seems like a copy of a copy of a copy. And then you see that thing kind yeah. of blur. And I thought it was ju- they were just putting in two of whatever was in front of him that's why ah right no that's actually a very quick flash of brad pitt oh okay and it's going back to what he says he does for a night job splicing things into celluloid film yeah yeah so all of these things kind kind of of annoys me it kind of gets on my nerves the way it's just like you think back at the things that you just watched Obviously in a different way because he wasn't real. Right. But then it's like, well, how can he be walking past the room then? Like, how can he be walking past and seeing somebody else, but it's him? Oh, it's so irritating. <laughs> it's annoying. So, like, what what do you mean at that point? When he was with Helena Bonham Carter and he walked past the room and looked in as if he didn't know what was happening. And he walked past. He physically walked past the room that he was physically in. Like yeah, that what just annoys me. This is, but that's kind of an example of how the disassociative thing works. Because at the moment he's so outside of it, because he pulls the door open and starts having a conversation between the two of them, yeah. and then she pops. So she it. is just looking at him. Yeah, but and, did you not notice yeah, she what, pops her head up and to? says, "Who are you talking to?" Yeah, it's just annoying. <laughs> just annoying. Is it annoying yes. because? All of these clues are sprinkled throughout the film. And then at the end, you go, oh, actually, that makes so much sense that I don't know why I didn't see it before. No, like, no, I don't think it does make any sense. Because I think okay. the way that they do it, as if he's walking past the room with that guy with Brad Pitt in, you're never going to you're never going to figure that out. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense, I suppose. That makes sense. I like a twist in a story. And right. that's probably why it was good, because it was a book first. And, like, a twist is, like, the the part that makes a book sellable, readable, and good. Yeah. Is something like that. So I understand... R.L. Stein would tell you that. <laughs> 
So I understand that in a film or like a, like a book and storytelling context, then it's good. But actually kind of having to watch that, it's like, ugh, I don't know. I don't know. Just See, annoying. this is the thing. Chuck Palahniuk saw the film and said it, it was actually an improvement on his book. Oh, well, I'm not reading the book. Because it... <laughs> <laughs> Well, that has put me right <laughs> off of things, I must say. <laughs> so he actually said that this film, it made more of a visual aspect of his novels and played it really well to the point that actually you don't suspect that they're one and the same That's what I mean, yeah. for the most part. And yeah. obviously it's a lot harder to kind of picture it when you're reading. Yeah, because I don't think that he would be writing it as if like, oh, I walked past the room and looked in and he was in there and we had a conversation at the door and I could see him inside the room. You know, I don't think it would be like that. It would be just that he just sees things happen as if he's like an out-of-body experience but not as if he's two separate people in two separate places. Yeah, I mean, it's probably written from his perspective. It is, yeah. Entirely differently yeah, because the in the book than it no, is in the film. I don't know, because the narration, how he narrates in the film is very... Because I start, I read, like, the first few pages of the book just to see what it was like. Okay. And it's very similar. Is it's it? Kind of pretty, they've kind of taken that narrative and the narration part. I mean, that would make sense. That would, obviously. But I, I feel like there are certain parts that have, would have been changed. Yeah, I didn't read... Like, to make very visually more forward. sense. It was the part because it starts the same when he's got the gun in his mouth and he's kind of like, oh. "This is this is how I met Tyler or Tyler's blah 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 that type of thing." And then he goes into explaining, yeah, all of that and who he is. Yeah, and in fact, one of the first lines of the film is, "I know this because Tyler knows this." Yeah, and that's like one of the biggest clues, like early on in the film, is like, "Well, how?" No, but he you're not switched on like that, though, are you? No, that's you true. just think, "Oh, they spent a lot of time together, so he knows," or they set up the same things, so they know the same things. It's I don't know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You don't suspect it. You no, kind of you're not thinking take to yourself, it how it's how it's pitched to you. Yeah, really, you're not you? thinking to yourself, "Oh, I'm going to need to think of." like evidence or I'm going to need to collect clues in Fight Club you didn't think like that if you knew it was a murder mystery or a crime or some type of psychological thriller or something you'd be looking instantly for things oh I wonder if that was something oh I'm noticing this and all that type of but you wouldn't do that with a film like this no I don't think so no. I don't think so because if it was that way inclined it would be a little bit more like something along the lines of Memento yeah, it's not pitched to you as any type of mystery or no. anything like that, is it? So you don't go forward thinking, I have to notice things. Yeah, looking for clues. Yeah, or you just didn't watch it. No, no. Do you feel like this is a film that would change a lot of people's mindsets on things? Because mm, it's because so. when you're watching <laughs> this film, it's kind of as you go through it, it does come across as being heavily philosophical in certain aspects so you're kind of watching this and you're watching this character of Tyler Durden who everyone kind of wants to be like and the stuff that he says is stuff that people only really imagine in their heads being able to say and the reason that that makes sense at the end is because he is a figment of someone's imagination so no one is really like that at all anyway Except that he is, because he's living out this dream of being this person. 
but isn't always that person. But the things that he, as a character, says come across as being, like, super philosophical to some people. Like, oh, maybe he's, maybe he's right. Maybe I should go out and, like, change my life and do something every day that scares me and, you know, stop you know, the repeated cycle of things and do something to feel a little bit more alive, you know. Do you feel like that has happened with you? Or... With me, no. <laughs> if somebody watches it and thinks, oh, I'm going to go out and test myself or I'm going to start marathon running because I want to see what my body can do or I'm yeah. going to start changing this one thing about my life. I'm going to get a new job because I hate my job and this has made me realise I'm stuck in a in a loop or whatever you know that type of thing if that happens then that's yeah. fine okay but <laughs> that's a good thing for people yeah. but with oh no i don't <laughs> i'm just i'm watching it now in 2022 and happy new year <laughs> and thinking that this is just another one of those when was the book written uh the book i'm not sure when it was written but I I'm gonna, imagine I'm look it was just, still just like in I the say 90s. This just in case. I imagine it was still kind of early 90s, I reckon, because I feel like this yeah, was. Yeah, it was only a couple yeah, of years before, so it was 96. Era indicative, I So it was think. 96. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to say that um, it was really one of those. 90s things that came out when everyone was like stop consumerism you're such a consumer zombie you're so yeah you're such a slave to the marketing yeah, yeah, yeah. people oh uh, no it's i like, totally get what you mean it's that so was irritating a whole... it really mm. it kind of annoys me because i think it's like it's people trying to be like you said philosophical and it's kind of i just think it's really hugely pretentious mm. well, <laughs> because I don't even think I don't even think it's that I don't even yeah. think it's that good and it's almost like oh we have to blow things up because we've got too much Ikea furniture oh uh, uh, look what I've become I just buy everything from a catalogue and everything's the same and, it's, uh. <laughs> and yeah I know what you mean because it is that whole kind of thing about consumerism like everyone was going on about consumerism <laughs> to an extent people still are today going on about I know, consumerism. But I think it's a bigger issue now than it was then. So it's something that maybe we should be talking about. But yeah, maybe if people were talking about it a bit more then, then maybe it would have made a difference and we wouldn't be here like this. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's just the way it's just I just find it really irritating that it's like you want to talk about how bad people are for not going against the grain and you know that type of yeah. thing and like oh you shouldn't be watching tv because it brought your brain man that's you're doing exactly what they want yeah, you to breaking do breaking the cycle and all that and, sort of stuff yeah when you're putting it out in a film hoping to gain money from it and you're becoming what you're talking about it's just it's, it just annoys me so uh, yeah there is that it's going to be played in movie theaters in like it's 13 like, oh, I hope screens. loads of people come and watch this so i get loads of money <laughs> right so are you bothered about like what are you what's the thing here then like what's the issue <laughs> no, I don't yeah i mean it's not without a sense of irony involved <laughs> in it i suppose so to an extent, yes, I do totally get that. I also find it slightly funny that this came out as part of an era where the people that it was appealing to 
the most or pretty much in the age gap of people that it was appealing to the most, the young, the influential, everything like that, are, for the most part, millennials who now, at the age that we are currently, find comfort in consumerist things because we have such little control over other aspects of our life. So, yeah, maybe we do want to go and get that big drink from Starbucks as a little comfort thing. <laughs> so, because Starbucks, you know, you know what your order is when you go into a Starbucks and you and you get that drink because, you know, it, it's just something simple and easy to go and get. And yeah, maybe we do like to buy fancy soaps because it's one thing that we have a control over in our life. And actually, you know what? Because millennials are moving into houses now, IKEA furniture is actually quite reasonable and easy to put together and does look quite nice. So maybe we do fill our homes with IKEA furniture, but there's a reason why we fill our rooms with and houses with IKEA furniture. Because it's easy. <laughs> yeah, because you're a zombie. Well, no, you're a I consumer just zombie. That's what you are. You just go and just follow the crowd. You're going to end up like one of those terrorists that blew up all those finance things so that everybody could start off at zero and there was big chaos. You're just going to follow their, their leader. And that's the other thing. Millennials do accrue a whole heap of student debt. So, you know, maybe blowing up credit card company <laughs> so the credit rating does drop back. To, I mean, obviously, this was in an era where, you know, they didn't back everything up onto hard drives into separate servers and it, this would be a very different film if it got made today well yeah they couldn't yeah that's, so just, uh, there are a lot of they were trying to do yeah there are a lot of things in this film that are era indicative i, think, I understand but... that it's kind of it's almost poking not poking fun at itself but it is a thing in itself that's like he was trying to break the cycle and he was trying to do something different because he got fed up with his life and to stop himself being one of those like followers of fashion and popular culture and and all this type of thing right and then what he ended up creating was a whole group of people that followed this one trend in this one person because they didn't know their own identity and didn't know their own self so they followed him instead completely like, without question as well yeah literally they weren't allowed to ask questions yeah because they were Obviously, they were lost as well, and they were just yeah. trying to find something that then they just started following him. So I do, un I do understand that, like that thing isn't lost on me. But I just, yeah, yeah. It, it's just, I just kind of find it a little bit irritating to watch sometimes. That it's do like you? That. Yeah. Okay. So what did you make of the film overall? Oh, I don't know. I found it a bit boring. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I will admit it's been a couple of years since I've seen this now, and I did forget how dialogue heavy it is. I don't really mind it's that because I quite like conversation. Dialogue heavy. Yeah, and I, I do yeah. quite like listening to that. But I mean, it was called Fight Club. There wasn't really a lot of fighting. I thought it was going to be kind of tense, but I didn't ever really feel that tense because it no. was just. Oh, they're fighting each other, but they're fine because they actually like each other and they're just doing it to let off steam, which is kind of nice. Like, at the start, I kind of thought, oh, this is quite a good idea, actually, because these people don't have anywhere else to go and they're finding, like, solace because they've got problems and it's really helping them. And actually, okay, yeah, they're fighting each other and that is bad because they're hurting each other. But it's completely... They're in control of it. 
Mm. Not in control, but they've given their consent to it, basically. So they've gone there knowing that they're going to get beaten up because they know that they're going to beat someone else up. So it's a two-way street. So it's kind of, you know, it's their idea. If they want to do that, then that's fine. Let them do it. It's quite nice. But then it turned into... <laughs> Quite nice. <laughs> Fight Club, actually, not as bad as it's made out to well, be. No, not Actually for the quite a pleasant place. I mean, I wouldn't go and do it, but then I don't want to get beaten up and I don't want to be in a fight, so obviously I'm not no, going to do it. No, maybe Fight Club isn't for you. No, because at the start I thought they're letting, they're letting rage out and they're letting steam off, which means that they're not going to be so pent up when they go out into the real world and they're not going to be fighting with members of the public or starting issues that don't need to be started because they've got aggression problems right yeah so i thought that's probably quite a good idea but it's just obviously then it turned out to be just stupid and annoying (laughs) and that just annoyed me i wasn't tense like oh what's gonna happen is one of them gonna get shot obviously one of them's gonna get shot they're blowing things up right like it's not it's you know yeah they're just being stupid i didn't at the start if something happened to one of them i probably would have felt a bit bad um, because they were just part of a club, basically. They were just members in a weird club. But right. They weren't, they weren't really hurting anybody that didn't want to be in that situation. No. But then when they started blowing things up for no reason and, like, hitting people's cars and all that sort of stuff. Like, public, that's just innocent people. Public destruction. But yeah, that's just annoying. Yeah. I know, like, he wants to... Oh, he hates his boss so much. Wow. He hates the person that gives him a job and gives him money so he can eat. Wow. So sad. So he wanted to do whatever he wanted to do with the, the place he worked, whatever. Fine, because maybe that guy's been a bit of an idiot. But when you just go out on the street and start battering people's cars and, like, there are people like you that have yeah. worked in a job that they probably don't like for money that they need to afford things and they paid for this car, this nice car, with the money from a job that they don't really want to have and now you've just gone and just destroyed it. Yeah. Well done, you. Excellent. Good stuff. <laughs> so now you've made somebody's life worse. It turns well out done. it was one of the people that was in their club, and they come back and they go, oh, some, some, <laughs> someone's destroyed my car. I worked really hard for this. <laughs> Didn't we teach you something about, you know, giving up your position? It's like, yeah, but you don't understand. I need that to get around. Yeah, exactly. Like, I worked for that. How am I going to drive to the place where I've got to, like, deface her? <laughs> yeah. How am I going to get about? We relied on that car. That was our one car. (laughs) And it was funny because he said, oh, after a couple of weeks, I didn't even miss TV. And then they do have a TV because he watched the news on it. I watched him watch the news on it. Yeah. So don't lie. So, well, (laughs) maybe they borrowed one for that one night. Oh, I hate TV. TV's so bad. TV's the devil, man. Why have you got one then? Oh, well, you know, I like like to watch it sometimes. Yeah, well, gotta, shut up then. <laughs> Got to keep up with the news, I suppose. Don't so be so the... preachy. So what if some people want to smell nice because it makes them feel better about themselves? So what if it's because they've had liposuction and you put human fat in it? It's better than putting animal fat in it. Yeah, well. Who cares? Oh, we're, yeah. se- we're selling the soap back to the people that took their bums off, whatever. We're selling their bum fat back to them. Right, and so what? So what? If someone said to you, do you want that fat? removed from you so that you feel better about yourself and then also use that fat for good put it into soap so then you can smell really nice as well and be clean is that a good idea and they would say yes please i want to be less fat and i want to smell nice (laughs) (laughs) i I don't think that's a problem i don't know why they're so cocky about it i'm so cocky about this making soap idea so it's not cocky people don't care people wouldn't care that that's what you're doing Nobody cares. <laughs> I just like 
<laughs> I just like that the takeaway that you've taken from Fight Club is that people don't want to be fat but do want to smell nice. I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> I understand. love that. That's the takeaway that you've got. I don't, I don't understand why they're so cocky about it. <laughs> it's annoying. I find it irritating when people have when people think that they've got one up on someone when actually nobody cares. <laughs> like I literally don't care that you've done that. Oh, what you mean? You haven't killed you haven't killed an innocent rabbit to put in soap. You've actually just taken fat that was just hanging around and put it in there instead. Oh yeah, well done. You really showed us. <laughs> Oh wow, you've done a. Oh wow, yeah, you got one over on us by you know finding Letting a recyclable <laughs> use for oh, for yeah. human waste. Oh wow, oh you really outdid us on that one. Quick, write this down. Write this down for us, please. Yeah, thank you. You're just yeah for the future. Yeah, yeah. Just have you put that into our manifesto as a comp- right? Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. Oh wow. Yeah. No. Well. Yeah. Congratulations. You pulled the wool over our eyes on that one. Yeah, Excellent. definitely. Yeah. Horrible. Oh, that's bad. Oh, so bad. Literally could have taken that to any of the uh, major companies, and they would have paid him millions for it. But... <laughs> Maybe. I don't know if it's quite ethical yet. Uh, I'm not exactly sure that you could do that with liquid soap, though. That that would be no, a little bit weird. <laughs> it's a bar of soap. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I do understand, yeah, in the real world, maybe people wouldn't be thrilled about that. But I think they'd get used to it. I don't know. If you told me that my bar of soap had human fat in it, I would probably be like, it's got to come from somewhere, I suppose. <laughs> I don't um, think I'd be that bothered because it, they, if I, if they were to say, or if I was to say, what would come of that fat otherwise if it wasn't yeah. used in this, and it's, not, har- it's not harming me yeah. at all, and they would say, well, we would just put it in some type of hole in the ground that would just pile up and up and up and up and up, and then in fifty years' yeah. time we're going to have a whole fat pile, fat bug, right? And I, then I'd say, fine, use it then. Yeah. Use it in soap. My first question about it, if someone came to me and said, this soap that you're using has human fat in it, my first question back to them would be, what's the percentage? <laughs> if it's, if 98. It's, <laughs> 98? They only use a small part. Because no, they I was going to say, no, yeah. but they made bathtubs of it to right. sell it to people, yeah. and they only took one bag. Yeah. Exactly. So it's probably five percent in your bar. So if it's five percent, I'd be like, "Yeah, what do I care? That's marginal, you know." Food Standards Agency allow a certain amount of like yeah. insects through in certain you've, things. You've absolutely, so, you know, absolutely, most definitely eaten someone's fingernail when you've been in a restaurant. Oh, ugh. well, I mean, <laughs> according to this film, you've eaten a lot more of a person than just well, that. Well, there we go. But. So I wouldn't be worried about a little bit of fat in the soap. No, a, a tiny bit of fat in soap. Hardly anything worth worrying about, really. I don't use bar soap anyway. <laughs> we use liquid soap. We're safe. <laughs> <laughs> we interrupt this show to bring you a brief word from our sponsors. Amber, I would like to tell you about Greenbird gift baskets. Cool. Cool, you're interested? Interested. Excellent, I'm glad you said that, because Greenbird Gift Baskets is a small local business based in Southampton offering gourmet gift baskets beautifully hand-wrapped in biodegradable cellophane. They use products from small local businesses wherever they can and 
are perfect gifts for weddings, birthdays, baby showers, or simply as a thank you. We are passionate about supporting small local businesses who offer delicious products and share our values on sustainability. There is a selection of baskets available online, Greenbird gift baskets at square.site, and all baskets are totally customizable for dietary needs and tastes. Greenbird gift baskets offer sweet, savory, and mixed baskets, as well as picnic boxes, and prices start from just £25 for a gift basket. Amber, they can even add wine or fizz for an extra special touch. Collection is available from Southampton or they can deliver to surrounding areas. So visit Greenbird Gift Baskets at square.site and check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Greenbird Gift Baskets. Oh, and make sure to tell them that Back to the Review just sent you, yeah? And now we return to your regularly scheduled programming. There's also, right at the beginning, when he meets Tyler and he says, oh, we've got the same briefcase. Yeah, that's a huge clue Who as well. Who does he think that he's phoning, though? He thinks he's this phoning I mean. Tyler Dern. No, but this is what I mean. Yeah, but so who picks up? What number does he dial? Because he dials a number, so who picks up then? No one does. That do you, Did you not notice that? No one picked up the phone. He rung him back on the phone. So he turns around and picks up the phone. And yeah, he says, rings, I never pick up my phone. Though, it's star it? 69. It rings though, doesn't it? In his mind it rings, yeah. yeah. See, this is what I mean. It's irritating. Like what's real and what's in his mind, essentially, mm. is picking that out. Would you like a little bit of Fight Club trivia time? FCTT. FCTT. <laughs> FCTT. Would you like a little bit? Well, you want to see TT, do you? <laughs> FCTT. A-T-T-I-C. <laughs> Look down your shirt and spell attic. If anyone at home has just done that, and you're working it out in your head now, then I I feel like I've tricked a whole bunch of people in one go, and I'm I'm very very proud of myself. <laughs> Boy, you really pulled the wall over our eyes there. Wow, what a trick! That write that down, write that down. I'm going to use that on my like six year old cousin. Yeah, write that one down. Like, wow, yeah, wow, you really fooled us on that one, Drew. Idiot. This is what conversations with myself is like. This is why I worry that I'm. This film is more <laughs> increasingly more about me have these kind of conversations sometimes it's very strange would you like a little bit of trivia time yeah yeah do i get the jingle oh thank you yeah in the short scene where brad pitt and edward norton are drunk and hitting golf balls at i've got a timestamp for it as well (laughs) 38 minutes and 18 seconds hitting what hitting golf balls i don't remember that it's a very short scene where Brad Pitt and Edward Norton are drunk and hitting golf balls. Where are they doing that? They it just says that it just says that they are doing it. They really <laughs> I don't are. Believe it. <laughs> well, if you <laughs> there's more to that wasn't all of the trivia, Amber. <laughs> the trivia time was that they hit golf balls because I don't believe that. I didn't see it. They really remember. are drunk, and the golf balls are sailing directly into the side of the catering truck. They were really drunk. Yeah, they were actually drunk. Oh. And we were hitting golf balls and they were going into the side of their uh, now, sex catering truck. I want to say this, how Brad Pitt vehemently denied that Angelina Jolie came out and said that his alcohol, uh, like, abu- basically abuse, I suppose, but his alcohol intake and use okay. was a problem and that's why she needed to divorce him because she couldn't deal with his drinking anymore. And sure. he came out and said... 
That is just such lies. Okay. But he turned up to that film drunk, didn't he? Well, they were drinking on the set, by the looks of it. Right, yeah, okay. But who actually gives real beer to people that are filming? I don't know. Added realism, I suppose. That's what method acting is. No, they can't do that. Well, I don't know. Gary Oldman did it on the set of Friends. He wasn't actually drunk, though. Oh, okay. This character (laughs) was drunk. Well, I don't know. I mean, Gary Oldman's just so good. I, I, I can, I can't. The lines between what's real and real and not blur with him, you know. I just think that's stupid. <laughs> so you're now taking the side of Angelina Jolie. In well, yeah, I did anyway. Oh, okay, all right then. <laughs> but even more so now. I mean, it looks pretty obvious to me who's right. So, if you were going to start an underground club for anything, what would it be? And what would the rules of it be? My underground club would be um, sitting down and watching Frasier in between naps. <laughs> and the first rule of that club would be, don't talk to me, just watch. <laughs> the first rule of Frasier Club is sit down and be quiet. Yeah, and just watch it. Yeah, and just, just stop watch. talking. So you would have Frasier Club. Yeah. I quite like that. Just don't talk to me, though. That's, that's... <laughs> I cannot stress that enough. That's wholesome. Actually, what would be better would be oh, I was the only person in the club. Oh, okay. <laughs> w- would you let me join Fraser <laughs> no. Club? No. Uh, do I not get to join Fraser Club? Sorry, the first rule is no talking. <laughs> you literally cannot do that for one minute. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as something came up on it, you're like, oh yeah, I remember that time when this happened. Oh, oh yeah, do you remember? Oh, no, I literally just said, don't talk, just watch it. Oh, he's the guy, um, we saw him in this, what was the first rule? What was the first rule? Oh, the that dog's so rule. cute, get out. <laughs> Membership revoked. <laughs> I, do you know what I would love? I would love it if you had a really elongated membership initiation scheme yeah because that's into, so Fraser into Fraser club so you got to fulfill so many criterias you got to you know you got to you got to do some wine tasting you got to pick out sherries you know you got to <laughs> take like an art course or something like that and then you finally get your membership to Fraser club Right, and you sit down, and the episode starts, and you just turn and go. Sorry, can you pass me my drink for that? Get out! I just, oh, I what? I just wanted you to. Oh. All right, fine, fine, <laughs> fine. Thank you. You can, uh, you can retry for membership in a year. A year? <laughs> More talking. <laughs> You're still talking. They're allowed to go outside to say things if they want to, <laughs> but they just can't say it inside. I, I might be trying to nap. This is why you get so annoyed when Frasier's on in the morning and I'm eating breakfast. I never get to see it in the morning. I'm always at work. Oh, that's a shame. If only it was on streaming services. (laughs) Oh, yeah. If only I could watch it every day of my life. Oh, Oh, wait. Hang on. (laughs) It's the best. I I mean, it, it can't... Like, even though Fight Club is really obvious... I mean, it's called Fight Club. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. I wouldn't want it to be called Frasier Club, though, because that's... I mean, that kind of sounds lame, but also it's really... That's also really obvious. Yeah. What would so it be I'd, called? It would have to be called something, like, really Frasier significant so that people that watched Frasier would be like, oh, 
I know what that is. The Toss Salad and Scrambled Egg Club. <laughs> yes! The Toss uh, Salad and Scrambled Egg Club. Club? No. Yeah. It, it would be I mean, cold. that sounds more like a sandwich than anything. <laughs> 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 the Toss Salad and Scrambled Egg Club. Mmm, sounds delicious. I'll have one of those, please. <laughs> Rubbish. No. <laughs> Rubbish. It would be called... The Shay on Rees. Oh, okay. All right. So then, if you said that, then people would think, "Oh, this seems upmarket." Are you here because of Fraser? What? Get out. Get out. <laughs> or Cafe Nervosa. Yeah, something you could like call that. it the, the Cafe Nervosa <laughs> Appreciation Society. I like it. I like it. I. What would yours be? I. Oh, let me guess. Okay. All right. <laughs> Have a guess then. What would it be? Mine would be. <laughs> Is this going to be an awful impersonation of me that I'm going to take so a lot of offence to? <laughs> no, mine would be the. Um, I can't think of what it's called. <laughs> mine would be the Pacific Rim Club, and only Bruce Campbell would be allowed. I mean, I wasn't going to say that, <laughs> but that, that sounds really. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was going to say something really different, but... <laughs> it would be the watching D&D club. <laughs> and only Bruce Campbell can play. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start a Bruce Campbell Appreciation Society and only Bruce Campbell is allowed to come. I've changed my answer. Okay, what? Mine would be that we have to watch Spider-Man 2 all the time. <laughs> <laughs> We have to sit down with Bruce Campbell and watch Spider-Man 2. And then he can do his bit live. It's the Spider-Man. We mute the film when he comes on the screen. We mute the film and then he just does his bit live Yes. Every time. He would be crying by the end of like the first day. But. He's like, I didn't even want to join this club. <laughs> I, I think, oh, I still really want to watch Frasier though. I think that's really nice. But maybe just every now and again. So, I mean, he has fight clubs where... There, so there's, like, there's different members. So, like, yeah. he goes to the Sunday club and then there's people that go to the Monday and the Thursday night club, right? Sure. So between Monday and Friday, it would be the Shea Henri. And then Saturday and Sunday would be Spider-Man 2. Right, yeah, that makes sense. I'd have to come up with a with a name. <laughs> Spider-Man Peter Parker Appreciation Firm. Or Spath, for short. <laughs> I didn't think that through. <laughs> really? Because it sounds like you put a lot of thought into it. No. It sounded like you really wanted to use that acronym to me. I didn't. It just came out. <laughs> well, it just okay. came out. As, as Spath usually does. No, <laughs> Stop, stop talking about that. That was disgusting. Don't sully Spider-Man's name with that horrific... Hey, I it wasn't me that, that, that spaffed. It was you. Oh. <laughs> that was disgusting. Oh, what an unfortunate acronym you've come up with there. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's not going to be that. Brilliant. I, uh, if, it's, if it's any consolation, though, I still want to join. <gasps> it's called Pizza Time. Oh, <laughs> yes. No, that's the thing. So we don't always have to watch Spider-Man 2. Saturday and Sunday can be um, the day when people are allowed to talk. So between Monday and Friday, no talking. 
Saturday and Sunday you can talk, but it's to confer with what film you'd like to watch. Okay. okay. Between Spider Man Two and Flintstones Rock Vegas. <laughs> okay. No, uh, no, no, no. This is still rule one, by the way. This is getting more and more convoluted. This for isn't a rule. rule. One. This isn't a rule. Oh, okay, right. Okay. This is just the operation of it. Okay. This All isn't right. a rule. All right. Okay. The, the rule is still no talking between Monday and Friday. But then Saturday and Sunday, you have to um, work together to figure out what film you want to watch. But even if you're not watching Spider-Man 2, you have to start the part where he delivers the pizza. And every day, <laughs> every day before we start the club, so the club starts at 10 o'clock okay. in the morning, right? I know that's quite All early, right. I'll be at work. Mm. Um, the club starts at 7 p.m. Right, Because okay. you can have naps and you might have already eaten or you can take your own food if you want, you know? That, that part's okay. quite breezy. And so... <laughs> You start the club with that part of Spider-Man 2 and then as soon as it hits 7pm he goes, pizza time! And then you can start the club. Okay. Fair enough. That that sounds... So you watch yeah. that part of the film for a couple of minutes yeah. until yeah, yeah, the yeah. clock goes and then it's pizza time. And then we can start because he shouted pizza time. Shout okay. Wow. That sounds great. I, yeah. like, I like the sound of that. <laughs> yeah, can you not talk? Uh, I can uh, I can try okay well you can be a member then okay alright do I get like a membership card or um it's not a membership card unfortunately okay alright what is it it's like it's like a membership post-it note <laughs> <laughs> why a post-it note I don't know because they're much easier to do you don't need to laminate them you, you know you can just write on it and just hand it over <laughs> and it's a little sticky note that can go somewhere and no it's a um it's like a signed picture of Fraser Crane oh okay all right because he <laughs> he's well known for giving those out Lo- yeah he never, loves it yeah never misses an opportunity to give a signed picture <laughs> he does out. he does like it i can't i couldn't really think of anything else that's like more worthy. I don't know. Would Kelsey Grammer be allowed to join? Uh, yes. Right. The okay. only reason why I set this up is so that Kelsey Grammer would come. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> and what about Toby Maguire? Yeah, of course. Of course, he can come and join as well. Yes. All right. What about <laughs> he his... might get a bit fed up watching himself over and over again? But what about his own personal Tyler Durden, Bully Maguire? Bully Maguire. No, that's Spider Man Three. I don't. Yeah. Think uh, okay. All right. So we're we're living in an era before Spider Man Three at the moment. I'm yeah, guessing. we're pretending that that doesn't happen yet. Okay. Fair so then enough. we can still keep the hope alive that it's going to be a good film like Spider Man Two. <laughs> oh man, the heady days of my youth when I was excited for Spider Man Three. <laughs> I mean, my <laughs> dig on this. <laughs> I didn't think films could get so cringe. <laughs> And there we are, reaching a new low. Um, so okay, so my what's club, your club going to be? My club, I I wasn't really sure about, but I thought maybe there was something along the lines of, like, Dice Club. What does that mean? Well, Dice Club, you it's tabletop games. <laughs> you know, oh. you go there, you bring your favourite tabletop game, you know, but the rule is that you have to know the rules before you start playing the game well, if you don't hard. know the rules you're not allowed to play the game you can what? come back no you can come back next week you can read up on the rules in the meantime yeah why can't you just read up on the rules in the meantime in the club no because <laughs> if it's your first time you have to play 
Oh. You know, you got to play a game. You know, everyone brings a game. It's kind of sounds like that was... the cafe that already exists in some places. <laughs> yeah, well, I, well, maybe that is. Maybe or people's houses. <laughs> it does just sound like someone's like house. People's houses. <laughs> it does. It does really. I'll be honest. I on second, having thought it through a little bit more, I do now see the flaw <laughs> in my underground club being that it's actually just someone's house. And in reality, that's probably where the appeal is because it means I don't actually have to go anywhere. Yeah, it could be anywhere. So As long as it's not going to interfere with my yeah. Fraser Crane party. I don't know. I kind of like the idea of food club. You know? Food club. Yeah, food club. So the first rule of food club, come hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so what um, do they have to bring their own food and you eat? each eat each other's food yeah see i like to think that it would be like one big giant pot luck so everyone brings a dish and you put it all in one pot no no you don't put well, it all in one pot no, where's no, the no, jeopardy no. Yeah, where's, the, where's the, the jeopardy is coming from heartburn <laughs> oh, okay. okay so you know you don't know what you're gonna react to it like but i like I, th- I feel like having one big giant potluck sounds a little bit chaotic. So I like to think that there would be some sense of organisation to it where actually everyone goes table to table <laughs> and tries each other's dishes and everybody gets a rating and then the person that everyone kind of unanimously votes as the best for that week gets to be crowned prince of food <laughs> princess of food or also, princess maybe. of food yeah i mean it's not just guys in my in my club it's not no, like mine fight club isn't, mine isn't member spe- gender specific no neither is neither they is didn't mine. actually say only men in fight club though it was just that they were kind of like i don't think women would want to be involved but maybe women want, would want to be involved maybe there would be some women that want to get involved i bet in there's fight some women club. that would really want to kick some men's head in oh yeah <laughs> yeah i mean they would be you know kicking kicking in the groin quite hard I yeah think, but, definitely but yeah and every and then that person would get you know a little a little crown a little ceremony and go home very happy that's nice oh I'm... no i've just described great british bake off no oh, I right know, okay I <laughs> Somebody could turn up with a stew or something. I think that's a nice idea, and I think we should merge our clubs. Yes, the the food Fraser Spider Man Appreciation Society. Yeah. Yeah. Spider Man, Peter Parker, and food. Oh no, Spider Man, Peter Parker, and Fraser. Spider Man, Peter Parker, <laughs> and Fraser. So that would spell oh, spaff again. <laughs> Why can we not get away from Spaff? (laughs) Yeah, we shouldn't call it that because then nobody would want to have the food. No, exactly. And I think Bruce Campbell, I think that's a little bit... I don't know if that's too lowbrow humour for (laughs) Bruce Campbell. We Basically, we want to do anything that will get Bruce Campbell to come and join, okay? And I don't know if that's too lowbrow humour calling a club Spaff. Yeah, because it's called called Shay Henri plus Spider-Man Sundays. Yeah, plus (laughs) Spider-Man Sundays. (laughs) Spider-Man 2 some days. So would you like another little bit of oh, no. trivia before I we get a rating? <laughs> I do have to say, I said that I wasn't tense. I didn't like the part where they were going to cut that man's testicles off. Yeah, no, that was that was weird. That was that was a little bit tense, I think. 
Like sometimes I understand, like I've read reviews of books before where they say they really hate, like, oh, I hated this book because none of the characters were mm. nice. All of the characters were people that I wasn't vouching for yeah. because they were all horrible people, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and I kind it's of kind think, of the same with this, well, a little bit. Well, I kind of think that actually, you know, you're not really supposed to like everybody and there isn't really anybody no. that you like all of the time. Other than Meatloaf. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You feel bad for him. <laughs> I didn't mean in this. I didn't mean in this. Okay. I'm just saying in general. There's like there's never really people that you're supposed to like all of the time. Everybody has something about them that's kind of flawed or negative or whatever. So I think when sure. they say, "Oh, I wasn't rooting for any of these people because I didn't like any of the characters in the story," well, that's obviously how it was supposed to be. You're just supposed to take it. So yeah. it's kind of like this, but that's probably what made it not very tense. I no. don't know because it it wasn't. I I didn't care if he died or not. No, there isn't exactly anyone that you feel sorry for no. in this film, really, is there? It wasn't... I don't know if it's feeling sorry for, but just kind of caring that... Caring about what happens to them. Yeah. I didn't I didn't really care. No. Would you... So this last bit of trivia time, then, does it get the jingle? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't? Oh, you're done with the jingle, okay. Well, I think you might like this, because this isn't necessarily trivia about the film. It's a, it's a little bit of a change. In an infamous incident, the Friday that the film was released theatrically in the United States, Rosie O'Donnell appeared on her TV show and revealed that she had seen the film earlier in the week and had been unable to sleep ever since. She then proceeded to give away the plot twist ending of the film and urged all of her viewers to avoid the movie at all costs. Edward Norton, Brad Pitt, and David Fincher discussed this incident on their DVD commentary track with Pitt calling O'Donnell's actions unforgivable. 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 We have to work out whether anybody actually watched Rosie O'Donnell, though, because, I mean, if they didn't, who cares? I mean, yeah, if she's only got, like, 12 <laughs> people watching, it's <laughs> not really exactly the same, is it? No. And, I mean, why couldn't she sleep? Now I'm nervous that I'm not going to sleep now. I think she couldn't sleep because she was so affected by the film. Affected? Yeah, I don't know. She seems oh, like someone... Oh, it's because she wanted to take her fat off and she was scared they were going to sell it back to her. That's what it is. Now she's hyper-conspiracy <laughs> Even though theory. I said that was fine. <laughs> Even though, yeah, well... I mean, it's her fat. She can do with it what she wants, really. Yeah. But, um, yeah... So, did you want to pitch a... Oh, you can't really pitch a sequel to this. No, he's dead. No, no, you can't really do anything. <laughs> can't Although really the, one, the building that they were in didn't blow up. So, I mean, I'm assuming that something still happened to the woman. Uh, yeah, probably. Probably, I guess. But, I it mean... It was kind of funny that the, that the alter ego of him was, like, kind of had, like, his brains blown out the back of his head. But in reality, he didn't. His yeah. was just kind of shot through his neck. I don't know where it was. You couldn't really see it, could you? No, you couldn't. You couldn't really make it And out. I think it's so stupid that it's like, oh, well, don't worry. We're not going to be killing innocent people. We're just going to put all their credit back to zero so that nobody owes anybody anything. And it's that's just ridiculous because you can't blow up a glass building and think that no one else is going to be injured. Yeah, like what's going to happen <laughs> on all of the streets yeah, around that? what's going like, to happen with the people A building driving, getting demolished. The down, like, down yeah, the street. That, I, yeah, yeah, And yeah, they all yeah, happened yeah. within two blocks of each other as well. So oh, it was absolutely. all in one massive area. So it was like, and also, if the people 
survived if any of the workers survived because they might have lived nearby for it's like let's say mm-hmm. if any of the workers live nearby if any of the people that they that owed that debt live nearby mm-hmm. they would still know that they owed that debt yeah <laughs> i yeah. don't think it goes away no but then i don't think that's, that's really like, how it works in reality no but, yeah, but I, I guess that's kind and of and also like, the people that worked at those companies is. are no longer going to have a job to go to so they've put like thousands upon thousands of people out of a job. Yeah, but that's kind of what... Who are then going to rely on other credit companies as a means of payment for things. And then their credit debt's going to rack up because they don't have a job because their previous workplace got blown up. Yeah, but that's what they wanted. They wanted people to be terrified so that they could start the day afresh with new perspective because they thought they were going to die yesterday yeah, you know that exactly. sort of thing so it's like oh well if we got rid of their jobs because the bl- the building blew up then yeah. they're going to have to go and get a new job and they like their life better you know yeah. that type of stupid thing yeah. it's like it's the work of a psycho yeah I don't know that this film has aged brilliantly particularly at the end because with the advent of you know urban terrorism and and everything like that and people blowing buildings up i don't think that the ending has the same kind of effect that it it doesn't now no but at the time in 1999 when you're watching it was seen as radical yeah when you're watching this in in like the 90s imagining somebody blowing up a building in a city is un like it's just unthinkable you'd think mm. nobody would ever think to do yeah. that nobody would come up with that nobody would want to do that or whatever and then a couple of years later we're watching it through our own eyes happening yeah. in real life it's less shocking because you're kind of so watching it going do that now. yeah you're probably watching it now going uh, thinking oh yeah he, he oh, right, probably he actually will blow the buildings up <laughs> yeah 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 rather than going oh there's no way he's gonna build blow the build oh my Goodness, yes, he has. So, uh, let's get a rating out of you. I'm kind of suspicious of uh, the rating of what it might be, considering that, you know, Fight Club was a really big deal. Yeah, people love this Yeah, People are going to hate that I'm saying this. Well, I don't know that they'll hate that you're saying it. I don't necessarily think that you're wrong in what you're saying at all. I don't think you're actually wrong. I think that there are a lot of people that see this film with, you know, maybe some rose-tinted glasses is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I mean, because I've said that it kind of annoys me when they try and preach a message that they then go and break, you know, that type of thing. Like, oh, let's preach this thing. Um, but But I do understand that on the flip side of that, the film is then showing you people that are blindly, like, following somebody. I I do get it. I get it. It shows the effects of both sides. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But um, I just wasn't really that bothered. So every episode, when we get a rating, it's the person that hasn't seen it that gives a rating. And yeah, all right, fine. Maybe I, maybe, uh, maybe, yeah. I, maybe, maybe I haven't seen it a little bit as well. Maybe I haven't seen it like the last 10 minutes as well. But, you know, who's really counting that, you know? But that person gives it a rating, and every week the rating, what it's out of, changes. So, Amber, what are you going to give Fight Club, and what is it going to be out of? Oh, before we do get the rating, though, and to give you a little bit more time to think about it if you want, I do find it wholly ironic. There was one bit that I forgot about that I found wholly ironic. 
And it's the point where Brad Pitt is walking around saying people expect everyone nowadays to grow up to be musicians and movie stars. He says that and Jared Leto is stood literally <laughs> right next to him, who is both a rock star and a movie star and can't make up his mind on which of them he wants to be. And this was his first kind of big mainstream film appearance. <laughs> yeah. As a bleach, he bleached his eyebrows as well for some reason that I can't really understand. He, like, he just really, he had just watched The Lost Boys. Obviously, had. I just find it wholly ironic that he said that line while Jared Leto was stood literally right next to him. So I never really noticed that before. That was something I noticed this time round. But anyway, what rating are you going to give Fight Club? I'm gonna... I don't know how to rate this. Okay. What are you struggling with? All of it. Okay. <laughs> I don't Fair know enough. How, I don't know how <laughs> all to, of it. I don't know how to rate it, because it was a really popular film, and it's not made badly at all. No. And it's not acted badly. No. There was just something about it that didn't grab me, and I couldn't quite get into it. To, you know? It's just one of those things yeah. that just unfortunately I couldn't kind of... So... It didn't grab me. I just couldn't get so into it. So technically speaking it's a great film but on the enjoyment scale for you yeah, on it's my not opinion, so great it just didn't kind of do anything for me really which is a shame um so split that's why it's difference. a bit difficult split the difference split the difference three and a half three and a half that's quite a lot oh wow okay all right <laughs> that's not splitting the difference two and a half is splitting the difference oh okay um because i feel i've i think i've given other things three that i've enjoyed more well i don't know i don't know Okay, maybe I'll give it three. Three. Okay. Yeah. So, middling. Yeah. Which I think is a fair enough thing to say. I think that with Fight Club, it's something that you either kind of really build up and live by, or, you like you have done, you watch and go, technically speaking, this is a really good film. It's told well. The story makes sense. The characters in it, you know, at no point was I really confused about what was happening. You know, it shot well, everything like that. But the story didn't grab me. Well, I think, I mean, some of the story is quite good. But yeah, just for some reason, I just didn't kind of take to it. I don't know. I I think that's a fair enough thing to say considering the context of the film so what's it going to be out of it's going to be out of those really stupid um red lensed glasses with like the metal frames <laughs> that everybody wore and wore oh, in the 90s because yeah, people yeah, thought yeah. That that's what yeah. men should look like oh, yeah oh. <laughs> yeah because they always went around kind of I, I remember when those were a thing David Beckham wore them all the time yeah and it was kind of the epitome of douchebaggery. And women wore them as well. Yeah, these coloured lenses. Like Anastasia. Oh, Anastasia. And her glasses. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah, that was a that was a real big trend. Yeah. So that, but yeah, and that, but that's the funny thing also that like that man thought that that's what women wanted men to look like. He, like, yeah. His alter ego looked like that because he thought women want me to look like this. Yeah. And that's not true. That's just what men think that women want men to look like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be walking down the street with someone that looks yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is kind of a clever bit of the film because you mentioned 
that when the film was on you said it it's weird that he says is that what a real man looks like and then in like the next scene he's got his shirt off and he, he got ripped exactly like that. And, you know, obviously, it kind of makes sense, in a way, that that isn't what a real man At the man end, looks. it makes sense, because he's end, not real. Yeah, because yeah, he's not real. And so, you know, the whole thing kind of seems ironic at that point, but then actually it's like, uh, it's all a fantasy, really. Mm. And he yeah. woke up and he was all a dream. <laughs> but he was still dead. Oh, he is definitely still dead. <laughs> so, there you have it. Fight Club gets three red and silver lensed glasses. <laughs> Should we just refer to them as I don't like... know how to say that. Should we just refer to them as like douchebag glasses? <laughs> no, yeah? you might offend someone. Well, if you still got them and you're still wearing them today, then... Yeah, it's 2022. Yeah. It's time to get rid of them. Yeah. Maybe they'll be come back again. Maybe. Maybe it's about time. It's 23 been... years is kind of around yeah. about... It's been 13 years, so they're due... It's a... been 13 <laughs> <laughs> Flashback humour. I like humor. it. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, three out of a possible five douchebag glasses from Amber for Fight Club. But what do you all out there think? Do you think that Fight Club is one of these films that transcends generations? Do you think it's just one of these films that, philosophically speaking, opens up your mind to whole other potentials? Do you think that maybe Fight Club might be one of the best written films of the 90s? Or do you think that maybe Fight Club is only popular within the era that it came out? Do you think that it's kind of a fragment of its time but no longer has relevance? Do you think that that's what a classic film is defined by? It's relevance to how it is perceived in a modern day setting. If you were to start a club underground, what would it be and who would be allowed to join and what would the rules be? All of these can be said to us on our social media. I am at Drew Bridger. At Amber Inch. And make sure you use the hashtag BTTRpod so that we know when we are being talked about on the internet. And trust me, word of mouth for podcasts like this is what these kind of shows live and die on so if you do want to talk about this show to all of your friends don't make it like fight club do absolutely talk about podcast club (laughs) podcast club do absolutely talk about back to the Future on your podcast club yes (laughs) amber if they have enjoyed this show and do want to talk about it to their friends what else should they do like, subscribe and review on your podcast service and rate five stars. Also follow at BTTR Podcast on Instagram. Excellent. Yeah, absolutely do that. Maybe we'll throw up some... Throw pi- up? <laughs> Maybe we'll put up some pictures of Fraser Crane <laughs> in your club with some pizza. In my club. Yeah. I'm going to Photoshop him. Yeah. Photoshop some pictures of Fraser Crane with some pizza <laughs> in in Pizza Time Club with Spider Man and Bruce Campbell. Oh, yeah, there. Everyone's joining in your club. <laughs> but until we do that, and until our next episode, welcome to the year 2022 to the world of tomorrow. Welcome to a new year and hopefully far more of these shows. We are just getting going. But until then, Amber, 
Um, what was, I know what the first rule of Fight Club was. Remind me what the second rule was. Don't talk about Fight Club. Was it? I thought it was no smoking. No. Okay, and have maybe you they the just, film? maybe they just haven't. <laughs> well, I I I have, but I'm not supposed to talk about it. Oh. So maybe this. It's fine for you to talk about it because you got it wrong. So don't worry. Okay, that's all right then. Okay, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> Let's go talk about Fight Club then. All right. All right. <laughs>